This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. If you're just joining us, we're in a series on these Wednesday nights where we're taking an in-depth look at John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. We're measuring the Pilgrim's Progress. What we learn is not only was Bunyan a great storyteller, but he was a studied theologian. And he has a grasp of the scriptures and passages that, that may not even be that familiar to us, but he, uh, he brings those into the, into the story, into the dialogue, the narrative within the story. And uh, there is great benefit there for us. And so let's jump right in this evening. As we've been following John Bunyan's pilgrim, we find him being persuaded by worldly wise man to consider an easier path than the narrow road. We saw Sunday morning, and I'm so grateful to the Spirit of God how he puts these things together, but... Uh, I, I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon, we looked in Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Mount, verses 13 and 14 of chapter 7, where we're told about the broad way, we're told about the narrow way and the gates that lead in into those ways. But worldly wise men uh, persuaded Pilgrim there was an easier way, a better way than the narrow road. Worldly wise man uh, has suggested that a city named Morality would be an easier home for Pilgrim with honest, law-abiding neighbors and that he wouldn't have to go that other way that's full of trouble, the way that Evangelist had recommended. So Pilgrim turned out of the way he was going to look for the house of a man who worldly wise men had recommended to him, a man named Mr. Legalist. Now let me just stop for a moment. A legalist is someone who believes that you get to heaven by keeping God's law. That's a legalist. Uh, What that term has come to mean in our day is that anybody who dares to believe that we should follow the word of God, if you actually have convictions Uh, that cause you to turn away from worldly pursuits and sinful habits, well, you're a legalist. That's not what the term means. Legalists are Pharisees who believe to keep the law of Moses, you get to go to heaven. There are religious systems today that teach that. Keep the law, do what the church says, and you get to go to heaven, or you got a good shot at it anyway. So worldly wise man had encouraged Pilgrim to find the house of Mr. Legalist. However, as he neared his dwelling, there was a hill that seemed so high. Therefore, Pilgrim stood there, did not know what to do. In fact, if you look at how this has been illustrated in different different books, uh, Pilgrim's Progress books, Uh, the effective illustrators will show this hill that not only just goes straight up, but it actually comes back over a little bit. There's a cliff there. And we'll see in a little bit that Pilgrim was concerned that that would all give way and actually come crashing down on top of him. 
So he stood there looking at this hill. At the same time, his burden seemed even heavier as he looked up the hill, his burden of sin guilt. Then came flashes of fire from the top of the hill, causing Pilgrim to hear or to fear that it all might come caving down on him. This made him sweat and quake with fear. Now Bunyan's, uh, Bunyan uses this imagery to make this application. When pilgrims give ear to fleshly advice, go out of their way to pursue it, when they listen to worldly wise men, what they discover is that oftentimes that counsel will lead them to this tall hill. And in the, uh, in the imagery of Bunyan, what he's referring to, and in this little section, uh, we're going to learn about Sinai, and then we're going to get to meet Evangelist again. And so Sinai and Evangelist, so Pilgrim comes to this hill, and he sees this mountain, and he's alluding back, Bunyan is, to the Old Testament when the children of Israel stood before Mount Sinai. Remember, there, there was thunder and smoke and lightning. And what did God warn Israel would happen if they touched the mountain? They would die. You see the imagery? You see what he's doing here with Pilgrim? They would die. Why? Because that mountain at that time was being occupied by a holy God. That was holy ground. Moses had to sanctify himself before he ever stepped foot on that mountain. And it was only God's great mercy that allowed him to survive it. So, for worldly wise man, his wisdom can only show a man the way to bondage and to woe. Now, why is that true? You're in Romans 8. Look at verses 2 and 3. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, hath made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So once again, the law only teaches us that we're sinners before God. The law represents God's holy character. And we can't keep the law. It condemns us. It condemns us to death. And that's what Pilgrim discovers. Now, if you'll look at the beginning of chapter 8, one of my favorite verses... Verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. The law condemns. None of us can keep the law. And by the way, if, we're, if we break any of the law, we're guilty of how much of the law? All of it. Very good. All right, so there's no condemnation if you're in Christ. The pilgrim's heading that direction, but right now still in his sin guilt, the law condemns him. And so you add the guilt burden of sin and any pilgrim will find himself without hope if he's looking at the law and he's an honest man or woman. At this point, pilgrim begins man's counsel. And at that moment, he again saw evangelists coming to meet him. 
Upon seeing him, Pilgrim blushed with shame. Now, this is a reminder to us. God has us on the earth. We're on the narrow way leading to heaven if you've trusted Christ as Savior. But as God continues to draw sinners to himself, they're making these decisions. They're, they're in that place where they're, they're having to decide. Do I follow what, I, what God is revealing to me from his word? Or do I go uh, with worldly wisdom? And you and I need to be there to continue to direct folks towards the narrow way, the narrow path. And so he's, he's filled with shame. Then Evangelist spoke. What are you doing here, pilgrim? At these words, he didn't know how to answer. Then said Evangelist, aren't you the man I find, found crying outside the city of destruction? Did not I direct you to the way of the narrow gate? Pilgrim responds, yes, dear sir, but I met a man near the slough of despond who persuaded me that I might find a man in the village before me who could take off my burden. Then said Evangelist, stand still and I will show you the words of God. Let me just pause there. How many times have you and I seen in the Old Testament where someone fails to follow God's will. A king, for instance, or someone else. And what is the prophet's response? Stand still and hear the word of the Lord. What a reminder here from Bunyan that you and I are not here to tell people what we think. We're, we're not even here to promote a conservative view. We are here when someone is struggling, maybe their life is headed in the wrong direction, or they simply need answers about life, where we can smile and say, stand still, hear the word of the Lord. That's the answer. That's what they need to hear. That's what evangelist does here. He goes on, take heed that you refuse not him that speaks, referring to himself. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven. What an interesting thing to say to Pilgrim. But here, Evangelist is quoting Hebrews 12, 25. One of those rich nuggets there that talks about in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is better. But there's a warning. If we don't listen to him who spoke here on earth, and it's a reference to Moses. And he says, he's referring there in Hebrews to the children of Israel. Did Moses ever say anything from the Lord where if the children of Israel disobeyed it, the children of Israel still were okay? What do you think? Could they ever defy God and it still worked out for them? Never. Never. Remember the blessings and the curses. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, if the children of Israel didn't listen to the word of the Lord through man here on earth, that never worked out for them. How much more grave the situation if one speaks from heaven and you don't listen to him? And who is Bunyan referring to as he quotes the book of Hebrews? The Lord Jesus himself. All right, so 
What, what a response. Evangelist continued. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He's quoting Hebrews 10.38. If you reject these words, he says to Pilgrim, you reject the counsel of the Most High and draw back your foot from the way of peace, even to the hazarding of your very life. At this point, the pilgrim fell down at his feet crying, Woe is me, for I am undone. Do you see a spirit of repentance in this man? And, and if all you, you surmise at this point watching his life, repentance leads to salvation. But, but salvation can only happen after repentance has taken place. And what, what Bunyan is emphasizing is this man has to come to the full realization of his sin guilt and the burden of that sin. And that, that's happening in Pilgrim's life. And so Evangelist caught him as he went down. He helps raise him back up. And he says this, All manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven men. Be not faithless, but believing. Then did Pilgrim revive and encouraged him. He stood up trembling. As Evangelist gazed into Pilgrim's eyes, he spoke once again. I shall tell you about the man who deceived you. He is worldly wise man. And rightly so called because he savors only the doctrine of this world which promotes personal morality and turns men from the cross. Any doctrine that teaches that you have some initial goodness and you can somehow gain enough merit to be accepted by God, that is false teaching. And that's what evangelist is confronting him. Here. Then he says this to Pilgrim, there are three things in this man's counsel you must utterly abhor. And I'm going to give those to you tonight. In fact, uh, Bunyan listed these out in his work as actual points. If, if you looked at it, it would look like a sermon. Number one, this is what Evangelist says to Pilgrim. The first problem is he turns you out of the way. You must travel. The Lord says, strive to enter in at the straight gate, for straight is the gate that leads unto life, and few there be that find it. This man has turned you from the narrow gate that will certainly lead to your destruction. Again, those are direct references, Matthew 7, 13, and 14. So he turns you out of the way you must travel. Number two, his purpose was to make the cross foolish to thee. The king of glory has told you that he, would save his, that he who would save his life would lose it. That the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but uh, to un, unto us that are saved, it is the power of God. Again, using scripture to address the heart of pilgrim. Number three. Worldly wise men, set thy feet to follow in the way of death, since no man is able to deliver thee from thy burden. He sends you to Mr. Legalist, who is the son of a slave woman. She is in bondage with her children and lives near Mount Sinai. 
the great hill that you feared would fall on you. Mr. Legalist, therefore, is not able to set you free, for by the deeds of the law no man living can be rid of his burden. And his son, civility, notwithstanding his honest looks, is a hypocrite who cannot help you. Pilgrim was greatly ashamed to find that the wisdom of this world should have prevailed on him to cause him to forsake the right way. Then said Pilgrim to Evangelist, Sir, what do you think? Is there any hope for this one to go back to the narrow gate? Let me pause for a moment. You do realize you're taught, you, sometimes you will talk to folks and Satan has convinced them, their flesh has convinced them they're too bad to be accepted by God. Now, there's a measure of truth in that from the standpoint that God can't accept us in our sin. But the reality is, He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I'm so thankful that over and over in the Scripture again, all kinds of individuals with varied backgrounds, but often very sinful backgrounds, they come to the Lord and He saves them. Whether it's a, a couple of maniacs who walk out of the tombs near Gadara, or it's a, a chief Pharisee who is really good at putting to death people who dare to follow Jesus Christ. And in all those situations... They can come to the cross and be delivered. Pilgrim goes on, Shall I not be abandoned for this and be sent away ashamed? And we'll close tonight with Evangelist's response. Then said Evangelist to him, You have committed this grievous thing, yet shall the man at the gate receive thee, for he is good has goodwill for all who would enter there. It reminds us of the Lord's words, He that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Evangelist continues, However, turn not aside again, lest thou perish in the way when God's wrath is kindled but a little. And he's quoting there from Psalm 2. And verse 12. And so we're going to discover that this encouragement, an evangelist being there right when Pilgrim needed him, helps him face towards the narrow gate, and that's where his journey continues. Very soon he'll be at the foot of the cross. And God had this for us tonight in this series, as tomorrow morning again, uh, this auditorium will be full of guests. You realize that Bible school at Good News is one of those times during the year, if not the time, that we have more guests here than any other time of the year. A great time for harvest, but a time when they must be pointed to the narrow gate. And the Savior who is the gate, He is the door. And if they will enter there, they'll be delivered. So let's, uh, let's be faithful. And wherever your pilgrimage takes you, brother, sister in Christ, 
do the work of an evangelist. Because God is drawing souls to Himself. They're wondering. They're making decisions. And they need to be pointed to the Savior. Let's stand. Father, thank You for our time tonight. What a refreshment to come look into Your Word. Be encouraged. Lord, every one of us deserves hellfire. And yet, perhaps everyone here tonight, certainly most, have come to the narrow gate, repented of our sin, received Christ as Savior. Lord, we came as sinners, burdened with the guilt of our wretchedness. And Lord Jesus, you took us in. You want to do that for every lost soul. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be alert. Help us to be there as you continue your perfect work in their hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and God's word has had an impact on your life as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.